This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Betting Weekly Podcast, part of the Bet Rivers Network. On this edition of the show, we're going to be looking ahead to the first round of Europa League fixtures. Plenty of action to come, plenty of great picks and plenty of discussion to be had around them. Joining me are Daniele Fisichella. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Thank you very much. All good. Good to have you. And Steve Wiss, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, Harry. This is uh, Europa League. More up your street, isn't it, Harry, with Arthur's involvement? <laughs> sorry, Steve, sorry. I, I, know, no, I was sorry. just I'm starting like, to like you. I was as bad as Nigel Ives. Daniele, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> well, good to have you both, regardless of the uh, Arsenal digs within uh, a minute of the podcast. But anyway, uh, we move forward. Uh, let's start with you, uh, Daniele, uh, with regards to the Europa League. I know uh, you've gone towards a Serie A angle. Um, Serie is your expert uh, field. So uh, talk to us about Lazio, who take on Feyenoord. Let's start with Lazio, uh, which uh, is, an interesting, is an interesting proposition, I think. And they play Feyenoord, the finalist of last year, uh, Conference League. The game uh, is in Rome, a big rivalry between these two, not more the clubs, but more the fans for things that happened in the past. But sticking with the football and sticking with the tips... My tip is here for a high-scoring game, both to score and over 2.5 goals, which is on BetRivers, you will find it as minus under them and three. So the bookmakers are expecting it to be a high-scoring game, and I side with them. Why? Mainly for two reasons. First of all, because Lazio started the season well. A lot of games had a lot of goals. They beat Inter 3-1. They lost to Napoli 2-1, but they could have drawn. And um, they beat Bologna 2-1 as well. So again, a lot of both to score and over 2.5 goals. This season, Lazio, I'm expecting them to be better than last season because it's the second year in charge for Maurizio Sarri. And it feels like the players are starting to embed his philosophy, his idea a little bit more. And Sarri seems to have the players he likes for his style of play. He's a deeper squad than last season. You got a very good defender in Romagnoli, a very good playmaker in Marcos Antonio coming from Shakhtar. Maybe we'll see him starting this season. And then the front three, Zaccagni, Immobile, Felipe Anderson, with the addition of Luis Alberto, are clicking, and you know they've been clicking as well the last, the later part of the season uh, last year, and one of the best midfielder in Europe, in my opinion, Milinkovic Savic, 14 assists in 2022. Uh, why are not Premier League go- uh, clubs are going for him? I don't know, it's beyond me. Anyway, um, 
but this is the Lazio that we've seen in the league. When it comes to the Europa League, we know that Maurizio Sarri likes to make a lot of changes. That's the way he won the Europa League with Chelsea. He was rotating up until uh, the semi-final. So we're going to see a different personnel from Lazio, but I think we're going to still see a Lazio that plays on uh, the front foot. Last season, they were the second top scorer in Serie A, and most of the goals, they come at home. The question mark is, is Chiri Immobile going to play this one? Because they haven't really bought a replacement uh, for him. So that could be really the angle. You need to check the lineup. But maybe Lazio wants to start the Europa League well in comparison to what they did last season when they were defeated in the first game away at uh, Galatasaray, if I'm not wrong. When it comes to the opposition, Feyenoord, okay, they're without Sinistierra, Dessers, Gustil, Malasia, so basically they cashed in on the success of last season. They sold them all, but they're still scoring plenty of goals. The mentality is still there because the man in charge doesn't change. Is Arnes Lott? He's a he's a he's a he's a manager that likes to play on the front foot, progressive football. A couple of years ago, during the lockdown season, he was managing AZ Alkmaar. He gave Ajax of Ten Hag a very good run for the money. And last season in the Conference League. They were brilliant final to watch. They scored 43 goals in the Conference League last season and the average goals per game scores and conceded was 3.36. So a very high-scoring game a team playing at another high-scoring team uh, like Lazio. And yes, my pick is both to score and over 2.5 goals, minus 103. Brilliant stuff. Um, Steve, uh, let's come over to you for the next one. Uh, PSV against Bodo Glimp. That one's in Arsenal's group, so I'll be keeping a close eye on that one. Yeah, I think this is actually a great group, Harry, to be honest. And uh, first of all, I just want to say I really like how the Europa League and the Conference League is now separated. I think it's a stronger Europa League, the way that uh, UEFA have have formalised it. I, I hate it still that the teams in third place come down from the Champions League. I don't like that, but um, great competition. There's some strong teams in this Europa League, and this group's interesting. And I'm starting with uh, PSV Eindhoven against Buda Glimt, the Norwegian champions. Both these two teams had heartbreak in the Champions League qualifiers, went out uh, right at the death. Uh, PSV against Rangers and Buda Glimt against uh, Zagreb. Now, PSV are just full of goals. They've got Ruud van Nistelrooy is now the manager. Uh, I mean, domestically, they've already had 7-1, 6-1 wins this season. Oh, I do know the Eredivisie. There's, there's, it's just a very attack-minded league and the golfing class can be a lot. But they've got players like Cody Gakpo, who's very well sought after, um, linked with uh, several pre- Premier League teams this window. He stays at the club, though, for now. Probably will leave them in uh, January. Uh, Javi Simons has come in from uh, PSG this summer and, and scored uh, seven goals in eight games. They're full of goals, PSV. And this is going to be a good match because Buda Glimt are a very attack-minded team. They've got a great manager, actually, Chetil Knudsen, who one day I could see him managing in the Premier League. I think he's a really top coach. And uh, already, I think he's been linked with uh, several sides, certainly championship, bottom end of the Prem in the past. So uh, he's a, a manager worth watching. They've got a really nice style of football, actually, Budiglim. They're not just going to come here and park the bus or anything like that. We've seen them last season. They did a job on Roma twice before Roma finally managed to beat them uh, in the quarterfinals of the Conference League. Um, and the, the better light for the game is over three goals at minus 125. I think both teams can contribute here for sure. I, I would imagine PSV Eindhoven will have enough. I think Buda Glimt are not quite as strong as they were last season. Um, they're missing potentially their top player, creative player, Amal Pellegrino, which is a blow. 
But they've got more than enough attacking weapons in their side to, I think, get on the score sheet here. I think Budaglim will score. I see something like 3-1 win, 4-1 win for PSV Eindhoven. But I like the goals more than the handicap because you, one thing I do know, do not underestimate Budaglim in Europe because they often raise their game here, surprise many teams in the past. I think it's going to be a great group. I think Arsenal will win the group. I would probably say PSV second, maybe Budigan third, and Zurich and no mugs either. They're actually the Swiss champions. So uh, a really good standard of group. And I'm starting with hopefully a good goals bet here. Over three goals, minus 125. Fantastic. Uh, Daniele, let's come back to you for the next one. And keeping with the uh, Serie A theme, uh, Steve mentioned Roma there, of course, beaten by Bodo Glimt. Uh, on those occasions. And Roma travel to Ludogorets uh, over in Bulgaria. What do you make of this one? I think it's going to be tough because uh, Roma comes after a shocking defeat at Udinese yesterday mm. night. 4-0 defeat, which, as you mentioned, Bodo Glimt is the second worst defeat for Mourinho in his Roma spell. He lost 6-1 to Bodo Glimt. Last night, 4-0 to uh, Udinese. Few, very few people saw, saw that coming. Not me. You, you saw it coming, didn't you? I saw it in well, the I did, preview I, show. I thought they were going to have it hard. I thought they were going to have it hard, but not 4-0, because Udinese is very organized, a very organized team. But when it comes to Roma, here, my pick is, uh, I think they're going to struggle a little bit here. Uh, they might come out as winner late. So I went for a half-time draw, half-time tie, which pays very well, plus 143. This is a speculative one, so you might want to put maybe half a unit. I don't know. Why am I going for that? First of all, because I think Mourinho, out of a sudden, finds himself a little bit short of players after the injuries of Wijnaldum and Zaniolo. Not his fault, of course. Massively unlucky. But if you look at the players that can replace the starting eleven, how many players that actually Mourinho trusts, uh, I'm not sure. So there's going to be a, a dip in quality if he start taking out uh, Pellegrini, uh, Cristante, Smalling, Ibanez, uh, the same Abram is not having a great time at the moment. And I know this is going to be this. This could be this could be a long trip, a tough trip on a Thursday night. You know, with the with another difficult game away from home at the weekend. And I wonder, I wonder what uh, what kind of mindset they have. And, you know, after the bad game, Adudin, I mean, they, they looked uh, really far apart, each player. They were wasting so many balls. Udinese were running between the lines. You know, really no excuses for uh, for Mourinho. After he got the players he wanted uh, this season, he added experience, he added more talent with the Dybala. But they need to do more. They need to give more service to Dybala and to Abram. They cannot just expect them to run with the ball and take on uh, players on. Let's see if they can bounce back. Because last season, after they were defeated 6-1 from Bodo Glimt, they bounced back. But Mourinho made a clean slate. He said, OK, I'm not going to trust these players anymore, these fringe players. I'm only going to play with the same 14 players. And so he went. So see what happens. But if you look at the stats last season, of Roma in Europe, I know they dominated the groups in Conference League, but they were weaker opposition. When it came to the knockout stages, things changed. They played seven games. Five out of, the, of those seven games were under 2.5 goals, including the final. Often Roma were winning 2-0, 1-0 or 2-0. So, you know, they reverted to a very solid uh, style. And I think, yeah, that's what they might do. So it's, it's not going to be a high-scoring game, I think. Uh, so it could be under 2.5 goals, but my pick is half-time draw plus 143. Maybe Roma in the second half brings on the big guns 
and wins it with uh, Dybala and, uh, and, and potentially Abram. Fantastic. Uh, let's come back uh, to Steve. Uh, a game involving a Liga inside Monaco travelled to Red Star, who narrowly missed out on Champions League uh, qualification in the end. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting game. I always feel like Red Star's a really difficult place to go. Yeah, I mean, this, I think, is a cracking group, actually, overall. There's uh, Ferenc Varos are in it as well, the Hungarians, and Tras Bonspor. I mean, some of the atmospheres in this group are going to be ridiculous. And then you've got the Stade Louis Deux, which is like a, a library, isn't it, sometimes? But, okay. um, yeah, Monaco, I mean, do you know what? I hardly even, even touch them in, uh, in France very often. They're a really hard side to predict. There's a lot of people betting on Monaco will just say, we, I can never get this team. And um, it's always a risk getting involved in their games. The bet I like is over 2.75 goals, minus one, uh, 110, I think, the price is. And um, I've actually seen quite a bit of Red Star in qualifying. In my opinion, they should be in the Champions League. They shouldn't have been knocked out by Maccabi Haifa. They, they were the better team over the two legs. But, but I was really uh, refreshed by their attacking approach. They really had a go, good go. They've got some good offensive options. And, you know, this is the Europa League now. They're not just going to suddenly go in their shell because it's Monaco. I don't think Monaco strike much fear into anyone these days in particular. Um, and uh, I, could actually, I could actually see a shock. I could see Red Star winning the match, to be honest with you, Harry. But uh, I do like the goals because I think Monaco, fundamentally, if you look at their squad on paper, the strength of the team is mostly in uh, attack still. And uh, they don't always fire. They often go like from an over game to an under game. And the good thing from this betting bet's perspective is they won 1-0 against Nice on Sunday. So the next match, they're probably due a much more high-scoring encounter. That's the sort of team Monaco are. Honestly, sometimes you need a three-sided coin and just toss it up and then you're going to predict their outcome because they're so hard to predict. Um, but I think this is, a, I feel it's a good matchup. The, the crowd should inspire some good football here. Red Star are going to give it absolutely everything. This is a huge game for them. And, um, you know, I, I quite like both teams scoring as well, but I think over 2.75 goals is a good pick here at minus 110, Harry. I think uh, this is a really good match and a good group overall to, to keep an eye on. Superb. Yeah. Uh, Daniele, uh, Manchester United, who I saw in the flesh yesterday, unfortunately, yeah. uh, take on Real Sociedad at Old Trafford. Cristiano Ronaldo is a part of your pick. You could tell us about that in a moment, but what a fall from grace to go from being the main man in the Champions League to probably being someone that's going to be called upon as a bit of a, a second stringer uh, in the Europa League. It's just, it just happened so suddenly, isn't it? But I think, uh, look, uh, the, the way the game is played in the Premier League in England, uh, it doesn't suit Ronaldo's style anymore. And I think... Uh, he probably he probably didn't realize where he was going at and where he was going at Manchester United. I think last season, the fact that Ronaldo was there for Manchester United was was uh, was great because he saved them actually. I mean, he he made them so much better. He only magnified how bad as a as a as, as a group of players they were. But now with a new manager with a new style that he's trying to to change, you can understand why Ronaldo doesn't fit anymore. Look, mm. to have Ronaldo as a substitute that comes on the 75th minute is everyone's dream. I don't know if it's his dream in a World Cup year. So I wouldn't be shocked if in January he engineers a move uh, somewhere else. But let's come to this one. I mean Ronaldo is going to start. Ronaldo is going to start and I look and I watched the game yesterday. How willing was he? How angry was for a goal, Ronaldo? He was kicking bottles. He was getting upset. He was not getting the right pass. He wanted to score. 
And this is a game that uh, he has already in his mind that he wants to score. And, you know, Manchester United probably going to carry the good momentum. So that's why I went for over 2.5 goals and Ronaldo to score, which pays just short of minus 100, so minus 102. So almost, you know, almost double your money, if, if you like, there. But why did I go for that? I think Manchester United are going to make eight, nine changes, okay? Uh, but the second string players of Manchester United, which include Ronaldo, uh, Martial, they're not bad, are they? And if... Uh, they, they if they continue with the, with a good proposition of Eric Ten Hag, they can uh, they, I think they can overcome an Real Sociedad that has been a little bit inconsistent so far. But on the other side, I think Manchester United will concede. They could concede at home. They often conceded. They only kept one clean sheet in the last seven, going back even to uh, last season. It's very difficult for them to not concede. Uh, De Gea, if he plays, is prone to mistakes. The defenders, the fullbacks, whether it's Dalot uh, as well, sometimes they do make mistakes. We might see Harry Maguire as well. And last season in cup competitions, Manchester United, they conceded six out of seven times. They conceded against Middlesbrough. They got knocked out by West Ham. They conceded in every single Champions League and Europa League. Um, sorry, in every Champions League uh, games at home, even until they got knocked out by Atletico Madrid. So I'm not sure Manchester United are going to keep it tight. I think they might win it. Uh, and uh, my, my, my pick is going for goals. And yeah, the main man, Ronaldo, to score. Over 2.5 goals and Ronaldo to score minus 102. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does in the Europa League, uh, seeing if he celebrates the Europa League goals that he's inevitably going to score with the same kind of gusto. Uh, let's come back to you, Steve. Uh, Malmo versus Braga. Interesting game. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of using my knowledge of the Scandinavian teams here because I follow the Scandinavian leagues in, in depth and uh, Malmo just not in a good place right now. The, the bet I like for the game is Braga, Taino bet. So a bit of insurance here and the price is minus 156. So it's not a huge price, but I think it's a really safe pick. Malmo are the defending champions of the Alsvenskan in Sweden, but they're having a terrible season. They're down in fifth place right now. They're not going to win the league this year. They might not even qualify for Europe this season. That's how bad they've been. They sacked their manager midway through the season, Milos Milojevic. And currently in charge is a caretaker manager called Andreas Georgsson, who you might actually be familiar with, Harry. He was an assistant manager at Arsenal okay, uh, yeah, not yeah, too yeah. long ago. Yeah, he's uh, and it's just not really working out for him. They, um, they lost against Elfsborg in the league at the weekend. Their players had to go over to their fans and basically apologise. Their fans are not happy at all. And they they barely squeezed through qualifying to this stage. Um, they they were looked out with a draw. They um, they beat a team from Luxembourg, Dunderlange, and uh, they got knocked out of Champions League qualifying by Zalgiris from Lithuania. But not in a good way, Malmo. And uh, they're conceding a lot of goals. And I think you're up against a Braga team here. Are really, let's be honest, they're quite seasoned campaigners, aren't they? In Europe. I've looked at, uh, again, I, my knowledge of the Portuguese league isn't as good as some others, but I've looked at their uh, results this year. They're flying. They've had a 6-0 win, a 5-0 win. They drew three all against Sporting Lisbon, who are a Champions League team. And some of their XG figures are really impressive. Um, I noticed they've got Simon Banza now playing their ex-Racing uh, Club de Lons player. I always used to rate him fast, lad. Gets him behind the defenders. And, of course, the captain, Ricardo Horta, is going to be a really key player for Braga. And I just think they're the better team by far. And um, it, it can be a difficult place to visit Malmo, but only if the fans are on their side. And at the moment, they're not on their side. It's, um, I mean, some might say it's a bit of a free hit for Malmo, nothing to lose at the moment. But 
I, I'd be really shocked if Braga lose this game. So taking the Portuguese side on this turnover handicap, minus 156, I think it's a pretty safe pick, to be honest, Harry, and I'm expecting an away win. If I remember correctly, I think Andreas Jorgensen was set-piece coach when Mikel Arteta first came in. Um, but he didn't last very long. There's a new one. Um, I don't know if it was because Arsenal wanted to replace him, though, or if it's because a, another opportunity came up for him. But interesting yeah. bit of useless trivia there uh, for the listeners. Um, anything else uh, from either of you before we wrap it up? What are you thinking about the Arsenal game, Harry? Yeah. Against Zurich? Um, I expect Arsenal to win. Um, I know Zurich are the Swiss champions, reigning Swiss champions, but they haven't had a good start to the season. Um, so I'm expecting Arsenal to go there. I expect Arsenal to make wholesale changes, by the way. I think they'll play a totally different eleven to the one that we saw at Old Trafford yesterday. But I think Arsenal should win relatively comfortably. Mm. Um, I, I don't, Given that they're going to be heavy favourites, I don't feel like they'd be very much value in, in sort of looking into that one. Unless yeah. you think that, you know, a surprise is on the cards. I can't see it, though. If I'm being I honest. don't either. I mean, they're minus 278 favourites, which I think is fair. Arsenal have the squad, um, you know, to cope with this. And Zurich, I've got to be honest, I don't know much about them. I know my, my own team leads have signed a player from them, Willie Gnocto. Uh, Nyonto. Yeah, they Nyonto. Um, yeah. So I don't know how important he was for Zurich, but. Um, well, you know, I tell yeah. you what, Zurich have lost in the transfer market the two main goal scorers, Nyonto. To Leeds and Chise, who went to Lecce, scored 20 goals last season. So, you know, it, it could be it could be a weakened team if you like. Yeah, I think Arsenal win, but um, there's better value to be had elsewhere than, than if you're going to bet on Arsenal, it'd have to be the handicap, really. Minus 278 is a bit too short. So, I think they'll win it, but um, it's, uh, from a betting perspective, I'd just leave it alone. But that's been my, my advice for that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Guys, we're going to leave it there. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, some great picks, as always, from the guys. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. If you're listening via the audio platforms, please do subscribe and leave us a review there. Make sure you follow at Because We Win, uh, the handle looked after by all of our handicappers over at the Bet Rivers Network. And we'll be back very, very soon with more, I'm sure. Until next time, take care. See you later. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.